From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. <laughs> yes. God damn it, Brian. What? what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Someday I'm going to think of something to say and everyone's going to be like, oh, that was great. You did a good job. <laughs> Man, it's been three years. Brian, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yay. No? Okay. <laughs> Good job, Brian. We're all so pretty, Brian. <laughs> You're so good, Brian. Is right. that what you want to hear? Is yeah. that what you want to hear? Yes. Gosh. God damn it. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big uh, shout out to the American Homebrews Association. They do a lot of support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops, like tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the furlong about our homepage and join today. I also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppenbarrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today, or click on the patron link above our homepage at blindestudios.com. And while you're there, go ahead and click on the store link, um, or go to teespring.com slash store slash studios and check out our nifty merch. Brian, how are things? Good. I don't think I have anything all that interesting to tell you today, other than I'm, again, pleased that we've got a couple of... Like a homebrew and a commercial calibration yep. beer today. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And I'll talk about the homebrew in just a minute here. And <laughs> You sound very sad. I am. I get to brew this beer again <laughs> for the fourth time. Oh, the Irish Red. Yeah. What, uh, um, what about you? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, not much on uh, my end except uh, this, this depressing bit here. Uh, oh, uh, I finally did that brew at the garage. I have not talked about that oh, yet, so I should not. talk about that. Yes, you should. Um, yeah, so that will be going on in the next week or so here. Um, I, uh, I think not... Actually, I think when this episode comes out, the beer will be coming out uh, that Whoa. weekend. So it was a tropical stout. It was the tropical stout. I uh, brewed that on the one barrel system uh, it, with their giant brew in a bag thing with Alice, and it was awesome. Nice. It was very cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we hit our numbers. Everything spot on. Oh um, yeah, we had we had a little bit of a low mash temp, but it should be fine. Mm. So uh, yeah, as far as. Um, OG and everything, everything looked good, so... Perfect. Yeah, I'm very excited to try that. Um, yeah, so I did that. That It was it was fun. Um, I mean, you guys, everybody listening here knows, like, brewing is just all cleaning, and so yeah. that system, it Ellis is, you know, he has it down, and it's kind of a one-man thing, and so I just did my best not to be in the way and to... I basically said, all right, tell me what you want me to clean, mm-hmm. and just tried to help out where I could. So yeah. makes sense to me. Awesome. So what do we, what do we, what do we, all right. Yeah. So let's, let's talk, let's talk Irish red and let's talk. Um, all right. So this is the every style challenge beer and I have screwed it up for the third time in a row. (laughs) Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so I, I was looking at an old recipe that I had because because I've I've rewritten this recipe so many times now. Hey. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I think Orlando's trying to rip carpet. Yep, and he's not gonna we're not gonna allow that. 
Um, so I, I was looking at the wrong recipe oh. when I when I brewed this, and so like I was going through like my box of ingredients. I'm like, well, I don't have the things that oh, I need. Oh boy! So then I was like, well, dumbass Casey forgot to order them, and so uh, I I substituted. I uh, used the bourbon caramel malt in this. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, bur- bourbon chocolate, bourbon chocolate malt uh, okay. from Sugar Creek. All right. Um, I'm not I'm not mad at this beer. I think the beer overall tastes fine. I just don't know if it's an Irish red. We'll talk about that. Maybe I won't have to rebrew this. I'm not super happy well, with where it's at. We'll uh, see. Let, let's taste it. I've got 15A Irish yep, red 15, ale pulled uh, up yep, here. Yeah, you want to... Uh, so while you're smelling and tasting this, because uh, I've I've done a bit, um, overall impression, we're looking for an easy drinking pint, often with subtle flavors. Slightly malty in the balance, sometimes with an initial soft toffee caramel sweetness. A slightly grainy, biscuity palate, and a touch of roasted dryness in the finish. Some versions can emphasize the caramel and sweetness more, while others will favor the grainy palate and roasted dryness. From an appearance, but an appearance standpoint, I, I think we're a little bit less coppery than we want to be. Maybe. Yep, I agree. Uh, yeah, we want amber to medium reddish copper color. Um, clear, low to off, white to tan colored head, average persistence. Aroma, low to malt aroma, uh, low to moderate malt aroma, either neutral grainy or with light, lightly caramely toasty toffee character, may have a very light buttery character. Um, quite clean. It's one of the very few that could have a little bit of butter or diacetyl. Mm-hmm. Few. Very uh, few. Yeah, a lot of um, British styles is kind of allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavor, moderate to very little caramel, malt flavor, and sweetness, rarely with a light buttered toast or toffee-like quality. The palate is often fairly neutral and grainy or can take on a lightly toasty or biscuity note as it finishes with a light taste of roasted grain, which lends a characteristic dryness to the finish. This is very dry. It is definitely dry, um, and, and I hate saying <clears throat> saying this again, but there's something up with the body. It's it's thin, but when we take a look at the gravities of how this is supposed to work, you know, it starts at from ten thirty six to ten forty six, um, and should only be three point eight to five point oh. But the final gravity should finish at like ten ten or ten fourteen, which I feel like this probably uh, went beyond yeah, that. Yeah, uh, ten ten oh six. See, there you go. And yeah. that that's my issue with it. There's also a little bit of a mineral quality to it, and that obviously has to do with water, or maybe mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a fermentation hiccup in here. Uh, um, fermentation should have been fine, uh, at least looking at the logs. Everything was pretty steady. Um, I am I like the, ar- the aromas. There's a lot of, like, interesting aroma going yeah. on here, and that's probably just... So... More so, more so I don't drink this I, type of beer often. I, I hit um, 10... Uh, 1048 okay. and then finished out way low. Yeah. So um, it definitely over fermentation. I, um, I, this is another issue where I mash too low. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to mash higher. Um, and I don't, yeah. I don't know why I got in this weird habit of mashing low, but it's, I don't know. Maybe were you just brewing a certain style over and over for a minute? Maybe. Uh, you know what it was is I was, I, it was a lot of pale ales. Yeah. Um, pale ales and IPAs, and I want to mash those low because you want like you want to like cut that body off at definitely, the knees. Definitely. Um, and so I think that was it. And I, this is just another one where I need to mash higher. I would say so too. Uh, so yeah, I get to brew it again. 
which but is very exciting for me. The, the the maltiness and the graininess isn't lost on me. So they're, they're like definitely the grainy malt character um, f- from for what is left body wise. Um, your your head looks good here. Uh, um, there's you know there's some retention. Yep. I mean I know we. I think I, this is the second beer that's been in this glass, which is a no-no, but... I actually, no, it's the first one on that one. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, long story short, yeah, it is re- retaining khaki-ish. Yep. It's, uh, and it's, I mean, it's drinkable. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not mad at the beer. Um, it's not a complete failure as far as a beer goes. It's no. not an Irish red. No. Um, and that's kind of what it comes down to. And I don't know why this style has been so hard for me to make. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I swear to God, this is this is a style that, for whatever reason, is destroying me. Yeah. Hey, so, hey man. That's... I don't know. That, that was hazy IPA for us at the brewery for a long time. It's just like, I don't, I don't know why this is the, this, yeah, this, this is attempt three. So we'll see, hopefully attempt four goes better. Right but on. I'm gonna get, keep giving you guys my failures. So, <laughs> at least I mean, it, it gives us something to talk about. It is always good to know that people who've been doing a thing for a super long time still mess it up. Right. Well, and it's it's good to talk about fail. I think we get more out of failures than yeah, we do most definitely. Um, yep. So yeah. So the biggest things. Um, I'm going to uh, use the right recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I am going to uh, mash higher. Um, I'm probably going to, I might even push push this up into like a 156. Oh, or, my. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah. Good I, idea. I, think, I think 156 is kind of where I want this to be. Uh-huh. Um, and then that should give me the, the much better uh, thing. And then, yeah, I'm not sure the mineraliness. Like, I modified the water and everything. So that's, it's, I, I got to look at that a little bit more. Maybe maybe change up the water profile that I'm using. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely like a mineral character there. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's that beer. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, should we uh, calibrate commercially? Yes. Where's the bottle opener pipe thing? It's right there. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, today we are calibrating with um, Newcastle it's Brown my, Ale. My first bottle. What's going on here? Do you not just get not get purchase on it? Oh, oh, you know what? No. <laughs> Give me a flat bar. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, in the drawer over there at the end of the. I think the. Oh, is the screw? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> the screw is loose. Well, that would do it. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, so Newcastle, uh, been around forever, ever and ever, ever. Um, now in the States, it's uh, brewed by Lagunitas um, as of 2019 um, in uh, Petaluma and Chicago, uh, in the drawer. Oh, okay. There should, be a, there should be a flat bar there, or at least another bottle opener of some kind. Ah, Perfect. Um, yeah, so this is, I mean, this is another one of those classic beers that have been around forever. Yeah. Um, it's gone under a little bit of a rebrand, uh, here in... Yeah, I was gonna, I haven't seen a bottle of this in a while, but yeah, this is definitely a rebrand and definitely has 
the label hallmarks of uh, um, Lagunitas. You see how it's got that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of paper label. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't even notice that. Well, I mean, it makes sense probably formats to their packaging equipment. Um, there was a little bit of a thing um, in like the mid-2010s uh, <coughs> regarding a coloring that they were using in the beer. Really? Uh, yep. And it was a carcin- known carcinogen in California, like oh. a lot of things. Uh, so they had to change up the recipe a little bit. Interesting. Well, it certainly is brown. <laughs> oh, brewed and bottled and seen a man about a dog at Lagunitas in Petaluma, California and Chicago, Illinois. Interesting. So, right so, so is it not brewed in... It's still brewed in the UK. But just, you know... Um, yep, it's still brewed in uh, Newcastle upon Tyne. Cool. Good to know. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Moved from Newcastle to Dunstan. Uh, in 2005. Oh, and then to Tadcaster um, in 2010. Oh, and then in 2017 to the Heineken Brewery in Zotterwood in the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely a, a Newcastle. It's like kind of that that almost um, God, that almost that homebrew twang, like the. Um, um, it's it's so like chocolate caramel in the nose. Yeah, chocolate caramel in the nose, and then God, it just noble, like wet noble hops. How would you describe the 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 aroma of wet noble? God, I don't know. Pour pour some water on some. Well, no, just like I guess if you took leaf, if you took loose whole hops, and and put them in. You know your wort, and st- during your boil, that's what this smells and tastes like. I mean, yeah, I definitely there's a <laughs> reason why I don't drink this beer usually. It's incredibly dry. It is very dry. It's uh, it's almost as dry as my mistake. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is this is something else. Like so, flavor wise, it's very interesting. I get like a big punch of like chocolate caramel right up front. It's almost yep. like um like a Rolo. Um, yep, mm-hmm. chocolate caramel for sure, and then and then just everything drops away, and I'm left with foam, foam, and then for me, it's like again like a that that smell when you throw whole leaf hops into a boil. Just that's what it. Tastes and smells like to me. See, like almost like it's almost like a wet grassiness. Yes, there you go. Interesting, man. I haven't had this beer in forever. This is not a good beer. No, not at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't like it. The color, like I mean, the color is this beautiful, like red brown, but there's there's no body behind it. Um, there's an Almost artificialiness to it. That's more what I meant when I said homebrew twang earlier. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Like, it was just like a... Like the boil didn't finish or something. I'm trying to think. Um, it has almost, you know, like those uh, those those root beer candies? Yeah. And they have like that, that um, like artificial root beer flavor? Yes. It's kind of like that. Yes. Uh oh. Well, let's not let's not puke, bud. <laughs> I'm gonna pause this a second. Okay. <laughs> but 
yeah, no, it's just not. It's not a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the dogs started making puking noises. That was, like, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, he he ran right to the. He was like, "Yep, nope. Need to go outside. Oh, Got to go deal with that." Okay. Well, too much. He ate too much carpet. Carpet and sticks. Yeah, too many logs and sticks. Anyway, yeah, it tastes weird. Uh, probably won't be drinking this one again anytime soon. Um, no. Nope. Probably tastes better in, in the UK. Uh yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's you know you know it's, guys. It's another thing in the world. Yep. All right, so that brings us to our discussion, uh, and not really, but we're going into our discussion. <laughs> so um, we are we're starting a little bit of a series on reexamining um, brewing practices that we've either heard of been, or haven't brought up, or we've been doing for a while, <laughs> just to see. Um, we're just basically revisiting, see if these are things we need to adopt or change. Yeah, maybe we're stuck in our ways. Who yep. knows? And it's just, just it's time for like you know just a little bit of an, a self audit, if you will. Um, and we're going to start with one that is highly controversial. Um, it may be one of the more controversial things that we'll talk about, but we're going to talk about mash hopping. So mash hopping is essentially the practice of adding hops to the mash. The goal of this is to boost flavor, aroma, and the stability of a beer. Um, at least that's that's what it's said. Now, Brian, have you ever mash hopped? No. I have a couple of times, and I have not noticed any difference. I don't. It, it's literally like is literally the addition of hops directly to the mash tun itself. So, what you want to, from what I know, is you want to put the hops on top of the grain bed and then let it sit until you sparge. Uh, and it's supposed to give you a better overall balance and character to the beer, um, and but it adds, like, no bitterness. So I'm like, well, how does it add to balance or character if there's... I mean, so what is it adding then? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, theoretically, like, you know, lower pH in the mash, um, or, you know, I mean... like Will you the, grab that from a quick yeah. brain? I'm sorry. No, uh, you you keep talking. Okay. Anyway, theor- theoretically, the benefits are supposed to, you know, like like I said, lower pH, mash hopping, and then what this translates to me is that you're just wasting a bunch of hops on top of it. Um, and then there's, like, there are better ways to control your pH in the wort. Uh, I just really, I don't see any reason why a home brewer is going to want to mash, uh, mash hop, um, honestly. Um, but what does it say? The goal, the goal in your notes here is to boost the flavor, aroma, and stability. I guess stability is, to me, is the only attractive part since I don't see how you're going to get any flavor or aroma out of this. Yeah. So I, I did a bunch of research on this topic. Um, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of the research I was pointing, or, um, a lot of the, like, the questions people were asking and stuff, people kept pointing at, um... Our, you know, our, our Lord and Savior Scott Janish, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of his stuff, and he has a a few recipes out there that call specifically for a mash hop, but I could not find anywhere where he explained why. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find a why anywhere in the like anywhere. Um, I checked the IPA book. 
Um, there's no mention of mash hopping in there. The earliest hop is um, your, your first kettle additions. Um, he doesn't even touch on first wort hopping in there. Um, yeah, and so uh, Matt Brenaldson uh, talked a little bit about mash hopping, um, specifically uh, where if you use whole cone, um, you it can help with loudering a lot like rice hulls do. Um, but rice hulls are so much cheaper. Yeah, than just whipping a bunch of hops on. I mean, yep. we're talking; these are gonna have. This is gonna have to be whole cone, mm-hmm. too, which I aren't as easy to source. I don't think as pellet. Not not quite. Yeah, depending on what varieties you're looking for, too. Um, you are passing hop compounds to the kettle, so you can add subtle hop flavors that way, mm-hmm. but. If we take what we know about hops um, and the fact that we're going to have longer boil times on these hop compounds, we're going to see them rapidly uh, degrade, specifically like the myrcene and linalool, which are our big flavor yeah, that's compounds. What people want these days. Those right. Um, those are going to fall extremely rapidly. Um, even with your bittering additions, you're seeing just a drastic decrease in myrcene and linalool. Uh, your euhumaline, uh, farnesine, uh, carophyllene, and geraniol um, will have a slightly higher boiling point and they may stick a lot stick around a little bit longer but even then if you're doing a 60 or 90 minute boil you those are going to be gone yeah so i feel like any flavor you're going to get is going to be negligible I, yeah I, no i'm totally with you i don't know i just i think it, i think this is a, a silly practice yeah. i would really like to see why janish wants to do that but yeah, and I, I and I, I honestly wish I could find anything in there. And it was to be like to to be fair, it was some of the early um, IPA recipe or uh, New England IPA recipes he was writing okay. that had it in there. Well, and so it could have been at that point we were still experimenting. We still didn't quite understand like what what compounds, what uh, types of flavors we were looking for, and what was causing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, as soon as we started doing longer hop stands and biotransform hop or er, dry hop additions and regular hot dry hop additions, like, we started to learn, like, those are the flavors that we want. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is, it, it kind of, it for me, it kind of goes hand in hand with first wart hopping. And I don't know if we need to do a separate episode on that or not. We could probably cover that right now. Yeah. We got, we got a few minutes sure. here. Um, so first, wart hopping is like mash hopping, but you put it in the first wart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Add a large portion of the finishing hops to the boil kettle as the wort is being transferred from the mash or the louder ton. So. And so you run into the same issues, except you have the hop matter there. So you are going to get more extraction, right? And the, I mean, like the first word, it's almost like a like a steep. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a steep bit. It's a bittering steep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your your cost your cost to benefit uh, is is not great on this. Like hops are expensive. They're like pound for pound. They're probably one of the most expensive ingredients in your beer. Oh, for sure. Why, why would you waste them in a place where you're not getting your max utilization? See, the thing about mash and first word is that I don't know. Pe- I think people that that's pretty much the, the same thing. Is it not like, except one, you have more hot matter and, uh, mash will have longer, longer exposure times at, um, lower temperatures to the wort. I mean, there's no isomerization in the mash ton though. No, it doesn't get hot enough. Yeah. 
Um, Again, so what's the point? Yeah, no, and that's I, I think I think that's it. Like, yeah. what what is the point? What? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd be curious to hear from you guys. Are any of you guys mash hopping? And do you notice a difference? I know on Brewlosophy, they've done a bunch of first ward experiments, mm-hmm. and they get uh, mixed results. Where on some of them, uh, people can pick out the first ward hop immediately out of the triangle test. That's um, cool. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like an eighty five percent rate or something, um, but still it's. Well, to to do first word hopping too though is you're adding like thirty to fifty percent of the bulk of the entire hop bill, right? I mean, it's, I, I it's thought a, I thought it was lot. I thought it was a just another addition. I don't know. I I mean I I, I got to think that you've got to add like a ton. Yeah, but even then, like you're gonna you're gonna drive off a bunch of flavors. I figured you would basically add a portion of your bittering addition to the first wart, hmm. or maybe even all. Of, maybe even do your bittering addition as a first wart addition, because you're, then you're gonna get that full isomerization. You're still right. gonna get your bittering. Are we talking like high alpha hops or? We're I'm guessing, to? yeah. Because I mean, our, what our all of our flavor need to be more beta forward unless. Yeah, so I guess if, if we're if we're looking to hold on it. And that's and that's the thing too. Like, are we? But if we're doing the the beta forward, then we don't wor- worry so much about isomerization. But we're also driving off those specific compounds that we want with the heat and the extended boil. Right. Because hmm. we we really want that linalool and myrcene. And those we're gonna get from our late additions, our hop stands, and our dry hops. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. This is a whole rabbit hole. But I just, again, I mean, we're yes, we're revisiting this. And yes, I feel the same way I, I did probably the first time we've ever, probably the we first are. time we talked about right. this, where I was like, no, it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think um, I think any any uh, anything you're going to get from it is going to be so negligible, it's not even worth doing. Do you think they it, first were hopped this Newcastle brown ale? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> it tastes like crap. So... so <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Casey's got like half a glass. I got like a quarter glass. We don't even want to like touch nah, it. Okay, me I want that. this. Uh, so you're in a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to even talk about this. Okay. No, I just subject. It was. It was one of those things. Uh, we're gonna start revisiting stuff um, because we're trying not to be stuck in our ways. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up here, Brian? Nope. Hey, uh, just how, how's life? How are you doing? Good, man. I'm living my best life. That's. I'm so glad. <laughs> Very busy. Busy, busy bees. I got. There's a doggy at my feet now too. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Yes. All right, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerdstudios. I just realized something that we need to talk about real quick. What? Uh, what's our next commercial calibration going to be? Oh, fuck. I don't know. What? Uh, God, we're going to have to think about that. Like, what is... I don't know. Does listeners let us know? Like, is there any reason for us to do like Bud, Budweiser? I mean, I, I I want to do one of those at some point. Yeah, I think we should probably look into. I was thinking a like macro. a like a, like a Modelo Negra uh, or something like that. Yeah, something a little bit more complex than the Modelo regular yep. Modelo. Okay, yeah. And listeners, you know, always holla. Uh, we right. Love hearing from you. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>